Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And today we're going to talk about when is enough is enough. <laughs> it makes it sound like you're putting your foot down about... Enough is enough. Dang it. Enough is enough. But no, we're going to talk about it in the context of a lot of different ways this has come into my head and your head in the last week or so. Um and it's crazy because it just feels like a reoccurring theme lately. And, um, you know, I think the most popular example of that that everyone knows about is at the Olympics right now, Simone Biles has stepped out from um, her events, competitions. her competitions, her events yeah. or whatever. And I think that people are evenly split between um, she needs to be there to uphold her team and good job, Simone. You're taking care of your mental and physical health. Yeah, we're proud of you for taking a stand. Right. And I mean, my opinion on it is, <laughs> who ca- like, why do you care? Why does anybody have an opinion yeah, about what she's know. doing, honestly? Like, these people spend their whole lives training for this, and we didn't care about it then. Like, we had no opinions about what they did then. And then they go to the Olympics, and they just happen to be on TV during a time well, that we're all watching. The, they're on the world stage. They're representing our country. Yeah, but they're always representing our country. When they're at the World Games and when they're at, like, yeah, they're true. always representing our country. I don't know. Like, they go to lots of events that are not the Olympics that they're con- that they're competing for the United States against another country. I don't know. Yeah, I but just it's not on it's not on TV like this is like the okay. world game. I don't so know. So suddenly we all have TV. an opinion once she's on TV where we yeah, all isn't are. Is that how everything is? I don't know. I guess Does anybody really care about anything? Uh, the spreading how viruses spread? No, but it's on TV. So <laughs> and then we suddenly are all experts on Does it. Anybody care anything about politician A or B? No, but now it's an election year and he's on TV. Oh gosh, it's so frustrating. I mean. This is an ongoing issue, but I think the broader um, subject at hand with that is knowing when enough is enough. And it's not just the Olympic competitor. It's in business. It's in life. It's in parenting. It's in all these things where um, you get yourself in so deep Mm -hmm. that at at some point, either you get smacked in the face with it or you just have actually take a vacation or like have some quiet time to think about it and you go... What am I doing? Wait. Really, why? Why am I doing this? Yeah, why am I doing this? Like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. And I think it's a it's a product of us being in 24-7. Like, everything is 24-7. The news is 24-7. Um, contact with clients and emails and business and bosses. And, like, it's it's just a saturation level that's exhausting, and so it's not even just, is this enough enough as far as that goes? But like, when do you decide when your business is built big enough? When do you decide that you have enough gold medals? When do you decide, um, you know, any of these things? Yeah. At what point is enough enough? And so I'm not sure that we'll necessarily answer the question of that, but I think it's, an, it's something worth putting out into the world. Well, I don't know that there is an answer. Like, everybody has to kind of answer that for themselves. Agreed. Yes, 100%. But I think it's worth putting out into the world as a question so that if you are feeling anxious and overwhelmed and at a certain point where you're at, like, maybe you need to stop and ask yourself that question and really think about the answer and step away to quiet in order to be able to answer it for yourself. I don't know how Simone Biles made that decision while she was in the noise of the Olympics. Like, that's actually pretty impressive. Um, well, I think the results were speaking to her, you in, know, in the way that we don't understand. Yeah, you know, screaming she knows, at her. Yeah, she knows 
what her body's supposed to feel like as she goes through a certain routine. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't executing on the level that she wanted to execute, is my understanding of it. I, mean, sure. I haven't read a bunch about it, but... Sure, but, okay, so if you're feeling ill or something, your body's telling you right. to step back. But then do you say, but after I feel better, well, so I'm going to keep pressing forward. I thought that originally she'd only withdrawn from, like, the team event or something. I think. She She didn't withdraw from everything initially. Yeah. yeah. And I remember her quote was like, you know, I need to, something about clearing her head or taking a break. I should be better in a couple of days kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think people thought, well, she's going to come back. Mm-hmm. She just needs to step away, recover from whatever. I think initially people even thought it was like a physical injury. Well, and then she's, they realized, no, it's not a physical injury. It's like a. Right. She's in the position where she's at the Olympics, which only like is a week worth of, I don't know, how long are they there? Two or three weeks maybe total with everything? For the gymnastics part of it? I don't know, whatever. All of the Olympics, I don't know. Like, it's this finite period of time, whereas the rest of us, if I were to say, you know, I need to take a step back from some part of my business and I'll come back when I'm ready, it's like, it could be six months. It could be a year and I can come back to it. The Olympics only last so long, so she's got to make this decision real snappy. (laughs) She's going to step out. She better be ready to step back in. Yeah, whatever it may be. So it's, I mean, on top of making that decision to start with, then she suddenly has to make like a very quick final decision on if she's going to stay or if she's going to go, which is even more stressful. Um, But another example of that that's come up recently, and you know, sometimes I think that there's signs from above maybe that, if all these examples are coming into my head at one time, maybe it means something for me. Like maybe I, of course, so now maybe this means that's for you. Like maybe this is another example for you listening that this should be something you're thinking about too. But um, another example of this is there's a girl on Instagram that I follow named um, Landon. I'm sure a lot of the people who are listening right now follow her living with Landon. And I didn't start following her that long ago. There's certainly, she's certainly been around longer than I've been following her for Mm -hmm. years and years. Um, Essentially, the story on her is she is living in Nashville. She married um, a boy who she uh, went to grade school with, I think. Like, they've been boyfriend, girlfriend, married, you know, whatever. They've known each other since they were, like, 14 years old. He became a professional, you know, college football player, a professional football player. So she is a football NFL coach's wife, essentially. Um, Not to say that Player's wife? Yeah. I'm sorry. Not coach's wife. Player. Player. I got coaching on my brain. Yeah. Yeah, Player. Um wife of course that's not all she is she's a mother of two children who are now um about to go off to college um she's a very sweet kind caring person um and she has a lot of love to give to everybody right so years and years ago she started like documenting her daily Mm -hmm. she loved to put together party gifts and um, teacher gifts and what she made for dinner and people thought it was entertaining right so she's just sharing her daily and then at some point it becomes a business and she starts, you know, more and more people start following her. So she's got tens of thousands of followers. And then she has 100,000 followers. Right. And then suddenly it's like, okay, I've got this opportunity in my hands. Maybe sponsors her. I know she's got like Beachy Dolls sponsors her. She's making money off of this thing. It's fun. Then she opens a store. So then the store starts taking off and she's like going to market to merchandise the short store, which by the guy, by the way, guys, I know she, she is part of the fun. Like she loves doing that stuff. Right. The thought of merchandising a store to me is like it makes my head want to explode. It's so scary to me. I walk into stores, and when you look at how packed out stores are, especially like boutique type stores mm-hmm. with all the various things that they have, they'll have everything from like housewares, like 
nice vases and pottery, all the way down to pieces of jewelry and gifts and all kinds of stuff. Right. The thought of merchandising all that and going to what they call market, where they have all those things in a bunch of different stores, and you have to put, you have to buy them to pull together and know what your store is going to look like while you're up at market, y'all. Right. Like, when I tell you the stress. Anyway, she loves doing it. So she put together the store. It was doing great. People come from all over the place to visit her store in Nashville. And I think she had a second location, maybe, um, to come and, like, just be a part of Landon. Like, they love her. And they want to be a part. She would show up at the store. They'd take pictures, whatever. She announced um, a couple days ago that she is closing her stores or store, whichever one. Um, and it came as a big shock, except for it kind of didn't. As a business owner and as a person on social media, um, I really, really can understand how at some point it just gets to be too much. You're answering DMs constantly. She has, I mean, I have 3,000 followers on Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, or and I've got people on Facebook and YouTube and whatever. She's got hundreds of thousands of people who are sending her DMs every day. She's running a store. She's trying to be a mom. She's trying to be a wife. You know, there's lots of moving parts. Right. Without going crazy. Like, it's just, it's too much. So she decided, enough is enough. I'm closing the store. You can tell that she's doing it, like, she doesn't love doing it, but it's what she has to do to maintain some semblance of, like, a family life yeah. and sanity and whatever. You keep the parts, I guess, that you love the most, and you have to let everything else go. Yeah. And so... Surprised she didn't try to sell the store, like, if it's... People successful. want, I mean, I don't know. They don't need, the, I don't think that they need the money. It was never about the money, I don't think. Like, I don't know, right. Landon. Um, but I would imagine it's not about the money. I think they're doing great. They're doing fine sure. financially. People don't always start businesses, and usually they don't start businesses because they need the money, right? You do it because it's something that you love. And so, or it's filling a hole or whatever. And so right. it was a way, I think, for her to be able to, people to get a piece of Landon, Right, mm -hmm. without it just being this online, like kind of just social media type thing, you get a piece of the things that she loves because she went and marketed for that vase, she went and marketed for that jewelry. You're getting to buy the things that she wears and you know, all that, which people love doing. So, anyway, she decided to close the store. And I just, when I watched her video about it, A, it hit home major, major, major because I have a family, we have a family, mm -hmm. I, we, I have a husband, I have all these other things. And at some point you start, the wheels start to come off a little bit. You can't do it all. You just can't. Um, and so I was just in awe and very proud of her for making that decision because it is not an easy one to make. And it just made me think, she has decided enough is enough. Simone Biles decided enough is enough. Right. Like, how do you step back? And I think it's just having people that you're watching make those decisions and you going, okay, maybe I need to step back for a second and think about it too. Right. In what ways can I cut back? Or what am I, what am I doing that I don't want to do? What am I taking on that I don't want to do? And I know one of her big things that I've, I've taken on in my own life is if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. And I have definitely started doing that within my own business. If this is not going to lead me to the place I want to go, mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to do it right. period. And it's not to say that we don't do hard things and we don't do things that make, that don't always make us happy. Like I'm not saying that, but at some point I have to say, 
why am I continuing to put, like, what is my end goal here? Especially with my business. I think about that quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the way, in, in the two examples you gave, really, that's, it's people's businesses that they're making these decisions about. I know Simone Biles is not her business. I mean, ultimately, she is a product. But it is, yeah, I mean, that's what the Olympics have become, and the right. athletes have become because they have sponsorships and and things like that. Right. So, so I mean, it, it's a business decision, really, for her and for Landon and for you. These are business decisions. So, I don't know if that makes it necessarily easier. Because it doesn't because business. when when you because I think in all three cases, me and Landon and Simone, we are all our product. Ultimately, we are our product. Yeah. Right? Like, Landon's going and buying things from the market that anybody could go buy. But sure. you want them because she wore them or because she thinks they're pretty and she would put you, them in her own house. Right. Simone's product is her herself, her gymnastics, her talent, her, you know, all those things. And I'm the same way. I have built, you know, you want me to design, right? Like, it's not that I'm making this widget. I'm not making iPhones. You don't want the 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 headphone I create or whatever. Right. We could come to that eventually, but maybe it won't be necessarily that you want the product for the product. You want it because I designed it or because I, you know, whatever. So at what point, but I mean, as a broader, at least for me, how do I decide, like, is a million dollars a year enough? Like, is building the business to 10 employees, 50 employees? Like, where's the end game? Where do you decide? I don't know that money is is I don't know that it is. No, I don't know that it is either. I don't think it was for Landon. I doubt I'd. It's not for Simone, for sure. Right. I think I mean, it's, it's a matter not. of of opportunities coming your way and you having to turn them down even though you want to do them. So we're saying if it's not a hell no, then it's... I mean, if it's not a hell yes and it's a hell no, what if it's... Right. But you're talking about opportunities, though. Which, now, yes. Yes. I think ultimately, probably that's that's I mean, like where the line is. Your taxes. Oh, I don't want to do the taxes. No. <laughs> yeah, hell no. no, taxes. No, no, no. We're talking about... Yes. We're talking about op- opportunities. Um, And as far as the the hell yes or hell no, I think that's a matter of like, is it interesting to me? Yes or no. And, or is it going, is it an opportunity that's going to push me in the direction that I want to go to grow my business? But then the question becomes, okay, let's say it is something that will grow my business. At what point do you just stop growing the business? Like at what point is what you have, just let's run it. Let's run this thing as is. Stop. Because there is a stretch that comes along with growing a business. It is a sp- like a sprint action yeah. instead of a marathon action. And, um, you know, there. so here's another example. I don't know that you even know this example, but my friend and I ca- talk very often about business. And we have a mutual pool guy. <laughs> um, and when we were having pool problems trying to find the leak, the original leak in the pool, this has been mm-hmm. three years ago at this point, um, we had a leak in the pool in the skimmer. We didn't know where it was. She recommended this guy come over um, to detect the leak in the pool. Mm-hmm. I called him. I texted him. Never showed up. Wouldn't call me back. Whatever. She said, well, he's probably busy. I was like, well, but doesn't he want to grow his business? Like, why would you not get yeah, someone to answer probably, your right. get someone to answer your phone calls? Get someone to make your appointments for you. If you're so busy that you cannot handle even calling someone back or texting them back, find somebody at ten dollars an hour who can answer your phone calls for right. you. Guess what? He doesn't want to grow his business. Yeah. He's fine as he is. He's happy with the maximum number of appointments he can take a day and the people that he can get to, he gets to, and he probably makes fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year. And he's happy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. 
So he has decided that that is where he's going to be. And I can't tell you how long I've been credulous about like, why wouldn't you grow your business? Why would like you have these opportunities? Why wouldn't you grow your business? He's done. He's, he's, he's decided, he has decided that what is max to him is max to him. He doesn't have to advertise people, you know, word of mouth is his advertisement. He's good at what he does. End of story. Yeah. And that is okay. And so I'm sitting here asking myself, when am I going to decide that I'm like the pool guy level where this is it, this is enough. And it's, I'm happy with it. It's good as it is. Yeah, I mean that's a personality thing, though. You're not. You're not <laughs> that's not you're my not personality. A, yeah, you're not a sit back and relax <laughs> kind of person. I don't, but I don't think there's any point at which there will be a sit back and relax. I think you can still always improve wherever you are, right? Without yeah. having to grow as such, whatever that means. Employees, space, real estate. You know, the amount of whatever. Like, there's always an ability to grow, and with growth comes so much work and so much stress. So at what point am I going to say, I don't want... Well, potentially. I mean, if you if you grow, uh, if you have a really good plan for your growth. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's not stressful or it's not as stressful because you have, you know, systems in place for the growth to occur. Because I think, well, so I think too that there's the kind of business that you are purposely growing because you're going to sell it, right? You're like sure. in the movement of sure. growing it in that plan to grow it and the plan is ultimately to sell it. So you know that there's some finite amount of time ish where you're going to get bought out, make a bunch of money and that's, you're done. So you push to that point. You push to that point. But when you're not planning that, which I don't plan to do, I mean, that's not, that's not the growth, at least not at this point. That's not the growth uh, of my business that I have in my plan. So the plan is just to push forever. No, because I I would say there are some people, there are some people that push for like, to dominate the market, to be the only person in the game, you know, like a, a company like Apple, that could be forever. Is though. probably pushing not... until Microsoft and all these other companies they just don't exist, or they exist <laughs> on such a small level that when you think of this, you think of Apple. Sure. Or you know, when you think of cars, you think of Ford. Yeah. Or whatever. Like you, you push until you are that person. Yeah, that's exhausting to me. Well, but I mean, I guess I mean, that. But that's that might be what those people's goals are. Yeah, they're not pushing necessarily for a number. They're pushing for a certain percentage of the market, and once they have that, yeah. Well, I, I also know. I also think that they changed too. I mean, I think with Landon it changed, or Simone it changed, and maybe not even changed because there was any goal in mind. Like maybe Landon wanted to open a store. And once she got into it, she realized, like, it was a hell yes two years ago. Sure. And now it's a hell no. Like, I can't do this anymore. And so goals change, you know, ideas change, family change, you know, health. I mean, I know she mentioned she had health issues, too. But, gosh, part of it's just probably the stress. And same thing with Simone Biles. Like, people tease all this, like, safe space, you know, mental health stuff or whatever. Um, And to some extent, I can understand a little bit of the, the, you know, we've gotten a little soft but I mean, yeah. come on. She ain't soft. She's an Olympian. She's right. not soft. Yeah. <laughs> like that is not her issue. Um, and so I, I think people were being a little unfair to her. I mean, back to the original, like, why do we care? Honestly, why do we have any opinion about it whatsoever? Why do we talk about other people's stuff? I would prefer to talk about it more from the, oh, that's interesting that she is expressing that. Right. What has gotten her to that point? You know, what does that mean for me? You know, I hate to always put it back to, on me and you, what it means for us, but. How do you decide yeah. what is enough enough? And I think that you have, you and your 
work to, I know you don't own a business, but certainly you um, are a football coach and you've stayed at the same school for like 18 years now at this mm-hmm. point. And so there was an opportunity for you to move to different schools and move up the ladder and become, you know, a coordinator and then a head coach so that you could be a head coach at the old, you know, you have goals, right? You have goals just sure. because you don't own your own business doesn't mean you don't have goals and whether they're financial or, you know, um, otherwise, you know, family or, you know, whatever they are. Um, so when do you, when do you decide enough is enough? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think in my head I already had certain things that I knew I wouldn't do. I knew, I knew that I was never going to work in a public school. Mm-hmm. You just decided. Yeah. That, and I knew I wasn't going to work in other, even other private schools in our area. I remember this had been probably four or five years ago. We were on a bus with the team. And we were waiting, I think we were at a seven on seven. It was raining, so we're all sitting on the bus waiting for the rain to stop so we can go back out and continue playing. And so, Oh, was like, it raining just... before too? Because sweaty, wet football no, players. No, I think we had pulled Ugh. up. We had pulled up and we were <laughs> oh, waiting, <okay>, good. <laughs> waiting to get off the bus for to get the all clear, like the lightning's gone, we can mm-hmm. get off. And I'm sitting there talking like I'm standing up and there's probably like twenty players talking to me. We're just talking about stuff. And one of the kids yelled like, Coach, why are you? Why are you not? Why don't you go to so and so and be the offense coordinator over there? Why are you here? I mean, <laughs> does that make you feel good or not? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I mean, it's like you, you know what you're doing. You're really good at what you're doing. Why are you just the receivers coach at this school? If, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, we we see what you're capable of doing, and That's you feel so like nice. you could go. I said I would never, I would never do that. They're like, why? I said because if I went to one of those schools. I would need players like y'all to win, and I could never recruit you away from this school. Because you believe in the, I, I mean, the mission the, of the, the church The Catholic the education school. that they're getting at the school, I would never try to take that from a kid. Mm-hmm. And I know that they were. if I worked at one of the other private schools in this area, I would probably have to get some of these Catholic kids to come to our school mm-hmm. if I was at this other school. Well, and and it, I would be robbing them of that Catholic education. That, and I, like, I, would not, I could not live with myself had I done that. I don't even know. So, cause I know you and I know that it wouldn't even be a matter of recruiting them away from the Catholic school. I think it would be a matter of you being at the, at the other school and being like, you really should be at my Oh, I know. Yes. <laughs> it, like if you I really was, shouldn't be here. If I was you at should, another school and, and there's a, a Catholic kid. kid. Like, oh, I, I go to, I go to St. Mary as well. I'd be like, why are you here? Yeah. You, need you to should be, be at McGill. <laughs> yes. Because you truly believe in the mission of the Catholic church and all that. So, um, so that is your, so, so that is my enough is enough. So, really. so if listeners out there, we live in a place where there is one Catholic high school. So to say that you could never teach at a public school or coach at a public school and you could never coach at another private school pretty much limits where you're going to teach and right. coach. Like there's we one. We have since built a second one. <laughs> This, Not this, like, so far away. 30 miles away right. in a, on a different county, like close to the beach. Right. So there's two within driving, you know, close There's probably some in Mississippi too. Oh, okay. My, yeah. If I wanted to go in that direction. You know, not even to consider the fact that what that would do to our family. Right. If you were to have to drive, an you know, hour an hour each way. Day. Yeah. Anyway, I know people do it all the, to people, anybody in a big city that's listening to this right now, which I'm not sure we have any of those, but anybody in a big city right now that's listening is like, we drive an hour every day. Like my sister in Houston, like an hour. Oh, I know. Com- um, what do you call it? I was gonna commute. Say, I was going to say commute. Oh, Lord have mercy. Commute each way is like every day, no big deal. I remember you went to a, um, 
a teaching conference in Houston. In Houston. That was so miserable. I thought you were going to die driving. <laughs> <That was> so <laughs> bad. You <laughs> just sit in traffic <laughs> all day. That's what podcasts are so great. If you're sitting in traffic right now listening to this, yeah. we probably won't spend your whole commute if you're an hour. This podcast is usually Well, what was crazy minutes. is that you didn't know it would either be an hour or it would be 30 minutes. Yeah. And it could be anywhere. I mean, sometimes it could be more than that. Yeah. And you've got 16 lanes of traffic. Yeah. And, and they're still... And it still happens. Locked down. It's yeah. insane. Anyway, so, you know, ultimately, I think just having the conversations, at least with yourself, again, when... When you are, everything is 24-7 coming at us. You've, we've constantly got our phones in our hands, reading social media, listening to TikTok videos, reading emails from clients or bosses or whatever. Like, there's no break time for us to just think. Um, I just read a quote recently that said something, it was like, of course, it was from someone's social media, so I'm watching it on social media. Um, it was something like, you know, I used to be bored a lot, and now with a phone in my hand, the only time I have to be bored is in the shower, and that's yep. why all my good ideas come in the shower, yep. because mm-hmm. it's the only time I have to just sit there and daydream and think. Right. So maybe we need to be daydreaming and thinking a little more, and that would give us our answers toward, what are we doing? Yeah, what am I Wh- doing? Why am I doing this? When is enough enough? Should I be, you know spending more time with my kids or should I be spending more time with my spouse or whatever. And then once you decide that, stick with it, decide it, use your gut, you know what's right for you Mm -hmm. and then start making a plan to accomplish it. And it doesn't have to be all at one time. It can be little bits at a time, but even if it's a matter of putting down the phone or whatever it is, you guys know, you know yourself, you know what you're doing that you feel guilty about or that would be a hard decision, but you know it would be better if you cut it out of your life. Right. So when is enough enough for you? If um, you guys want to send us an email to talk to us about it, we are buildingarensburg at gmail.com. Also, before I go on, I want to mention, if you would give us a five-star rating on whatever app you use, especially iTunes, we would really appreciate that because it will move us up in some rankings and more people can hear us. Subscribe to us at Building Aaronsburg. Um, you can contact us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Building Aaronsburg. And again, email address is buildingarensburg at gmail.com. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.